Greetings, parish orphans and retrogrades. Breaking yesterday was an interesting story about Pope Francis allegedly to promulgate a new apostolic constitution in the very near future, which will abrogate the usage of Pope Benedict XVI's term, Pope Emeritus. This is a very interesting story, and it was broken by a Vaticanista, an Italian named Antonietta Calabro. It's been expounded upon by other Vaticanistas, better known ones, like the American John Allen from Crux, and my personal favorite of all Vaticanistas, Antonio Sochi, as having more interesting implications than even those implications which would reach the, the uh, interpapal relations, I guess the intrapapal relations between Pope Benedict XVI and Pope Francis. Here's what John Allen and Antonio Sochi think it might be, an August surprise. Now, I'm not endorsing this view, but I want to unpack the relative merits, yay or nay, as to whether or not this would be considered an August surprise. What is an August surprise? Well, John Allen, who understands American politics very well, is likening it to an October surprise, which is a uh, political uh, hack trick from the campaign used the month before a regime change through, through a vote. Right? We, we have votes for uh, major elections in November in America, representing a regime change. And October surprise are last minute major events that shake up the political landscape weeks before the vote, which will change the regime. So John Allen is saying that if Pope Francis truly releases this apostolic constitution, which would abrogate the idea of a, uh, a, a Pope Emeritus, which is a strange notion. We're going to talk about it a little bit anyway, even if it doesn't mean this. Then it would be the equivalent of an October surprise, meaning Pope Francis, if you take John Allen at his word, may be preparing to retire, leave Rome in one month's time. I don't know if I buy it. But John Allen is nobody's fool. He's one of the most respected Vaticanistas in the world, as is Antonio Sochi. There are a couple different aspects of this that I'm going to lay out for you in a, a quick video here. First off, this actually technically broke late, late Monday for us in America. Um, it, this is a statement by the Italian Vaticanist who orig originally broke the story, Maria Antonietta Calabro. She says, Pope Francis could soon promulgate a new law in the form of an apostolic constitution to regulate the resignation of the pope and especially the status following the resignation of a pontiff. In short, it is not even excluded, although it would be sensational, that for the new law, there has been no pope emeritus at all. So a couple interesting components to this. Oh, they focus on the possibility of a coming resignation of Pope Francis and a coming subsequent conclave to elect a new pope. I'm not endorsing this here, folks. What I do here at Rules for Retrogrades is, like a, like a good goalie, 
sorry, retrogrades for making a soccer analogy. I will not even report on stories that I think are, are hot rubbish, utter nonsense. I'll just screen them out. And then the things I'll talk about here are, I don't know, somewhere along the lines of 50% probabilism or better. And then I'll strongly endorse some things that I expect to happen. Remember the show I did <laughs> um, with Michael Anton a week before the election? I said, hey, this is what's going to happen on election night. Actually, he said it. And I said, this sounds plausible right around 3 a.m. on election night. So that's a more firm endorsement. This I'm just peaked. I'm just interested because I'm reading from insidethevatican.com. Technically, it's a late Monday article. Um, the most interesting thing, the article reads, is a rumor that Pope Francis may soon issue a document on emeritus popes regulating the role of retired or resigned popes. And there's really only one to speak of, Benedict XVI. I'll take a pause for a second and I'll say that is not actually the most interesting implication of, of the allegedly forthcoming uh, constitution which would abrogate the idea of an emeritus pope. The most interesting thing is what it might mean. I'll get to that in a second. The very most interesting fact, the article continues, all still rumor is that the document may actually eliminate the role of emeritus pope. Second most interesting potentiality. This, of course, would be a dramatic way of dealing with the ambiguity, the confusion, but also the undeniable reality of the role played since his resignation in 2013 of Pope Benedict. So especially canon lawyers, but also all theologians and all Catholic faithful are and interested onlookers as well. Fasten your seatbelts. The subtitle of this article is New Rumors About the Resignation of Bergoglio, which is said to be working on a discipline of his role after the resignation. Slightly paraphrased and expanded. Here's another way it might be framed. Pope Francis is said or rumored to be working on a discipline for his role as a resigned pope for his role after he resigned from his current role as active pope. This is an extra clause in the framing of the headline that could make all the difference. If we, When I first heard this story, I heard it on Church Militant last night on a run that, that Pope Francis might do away with emeritus. I just thought, hmm, this is funny. Why? Because in February of this year, he said, I don't foresee myself retiring or becoming an emeritus pope like Benedict. I don't see that, which is an endorsement of the institution of emeritus pope, right? But in the six months between February and now, maybe Pope Francis the way that I heard the story from Church Militant, has tired of the Beneplenism argument. The set of arguments that pitch him as an anti-pope and Pope Benedict XVI emeritus as a true pope, maybe it got to his ego. But, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but when the second subtitle is appended, slightly paraphrased and expanded to quote inside the Vatican. For his role as a resigned pope and for his role after he resigns from his current role as an active pope, then the subject of the ostensible emeritus pope status 
shifts from Benedict XVI, who maybe Francis is just tired of on the former iteration, to Francis himself. Now maybe he's setting up, some have speculated, Antonio Sochi, John Allen, guys not to be eschewed, that he's planning to leave the papacy, but he doesn't want to be considered emeritus pope. He's done what he went there to do. His health is questionable at best. And now he's just done and he doesn't even want to have whatever mysterious duties Pope Benedict Emeritus still has. He just wants to be out of the limelight altogether. In 2019, remember, Pope Francis gave an interview to an Argentine journalist and said that he expected to die in Rome. This is still from the InsideTheVatican.com article. In an interview published in the Argentine newspaper La Nación, February 27th of this year, I already made reference to this. It was based on a conversation from February of two years prior. The Pope said that while he thinks about death, he's not afraid of it. How do you imagine your death? The Pope was asked by Argentine journalist and doctor Nelson Castro. As Pope, either in office or emeritus, and in Rome, I will not return to Argentina, he replied. So there's an, a kind of soft endorsement of the emeritus status. Meaning, inferentially, he has come up with this idea to, to abrogate the emeritus status that a retired pope could have in the last six months. Whether he's doing so because he's irritated at Benedict XVI or he's doing so because he wants to retire without responsibilities, he, Francis, he definitely has, has fabricated the notion uh, the opposite notion, getting rid of the emeritus status in the last six months. According to Castro, Pope Francis encouraged him to write the book and agreed to be interviewed. The conversation took place in February of 2019, but was recorded two Februarys later. And it's coming to us as kind of news that, that, that Pope Francis considered maybe doing this. Now, by contrast, Here's a copy of the new Calabro article, which appeared today, in, or appeared two days ago in Huffington Post. Francis could promulgate a rule on the status of Pope Emeritus. New rumors about the resignation of Bergoglio, who is said to be working on a discipline of his role after the resignation. This article opens with the following photo from August the 8th. 2021, just, just a few days ago, showing an active alert, seemingly healthy Pope Francis. This is a caption. Uh, now he's 84. He's playing foosball during his weekly Wednesday general audience in Paul VI Hall. Oh, that's great. The Pope can play foosball. <laughs> Stay tuned. State Sintionizzati. On August the 1st, the Dean of American Vaticanists, John Allen, urged his readers to stay tuned. Stay alert. Keep your ears open for a possible August surprise. The Vatican equivalent of the October surprise. That in American politics falls the month before the vote to choose the new president of the United States. You see the parallelism that that inside the Vatican.com is is playing upon here. Not not me, not some small traditionalist rag. This is inside the Vatican. Perhaps this article is the origin of the assumptions and rumors, as even Antonio Sochi, the author of The Fourth Secret of Fatima, writes today in Libero. 
of the imminent resignation of Pope Francis. So what is going on? Clearly, a climate is being recreated similar to the climate that was created in the last year of Benedict XVI's pontificate. This takes place against a backdrop, a major financial scandal, that of the London Palace, which even involved the Vatican Secretary of State, with a trial just opened against 10 defendants, including Cardinal Angelo Becciu. Death threats against Pope Francis have also arrived. I reported on the first of these. Uh, two different mailings of envelopes with bullets addressed to Pope Francis. I covered, I covered one. The first intercepted on August the 9th. And all of this seasoned with speculations on Bergoglio's state of health, given that he underwent a colon operation on July the 4th. So Pope Francis will turn 85 in November, uh, December, sorry, parish orphans and retrogrades. He's an oldish man, but the emeritus question is really odd. Here's why. <laughs> because we already have one retired living pope in Benedict, who's, who's, you know, almost a decade older than Francis and who retired also for health reasons. All right. In this hypothetical I'm spinning out, it would be an also Pope Benedict, as well as hypothetically Pope Francis, were he to retire in September, which I'm not endorsing. I'm just saying it's not a made up fabricated speculation. And he's still living, you know, eight and a half years later after he retired because he thought he was on his way out. He's still living now. Benedict retired under very, very strange conditions, strange in perhaps a different way than the conditions which would occasion a Francis retirement, theoretically, hypothetically. Benedict had also a financial scandal. I guess that, that kind of ties the two popes' circumstances together. But also, there was a longstanding rumor around Rome, repeated by many, many credible sources and friends of the... Uh, Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, that he wanted to do this Pope Emeritus, two-part Pope thing, this change to the institution with an active and a contemplative part of the, the papacy. You've heard me sometimes be more interested in this theory, sometimes issue it a little bit more. I don't know exactly what to make of it, aside from the fact that there are some real serious sources that have repeated it. And then, of course, uh, you know, he retires because then, of course, there's a strange condition placed on his retirement, I should say, because of the well-known by now machinations of something called the Sankt Gallen Mafia, who wanted Francis or Bergoglio at the time, he was called Bergoglio, in from as early as 1996 and Ratzinger, or Benedict XVI, out or never to have sat in the throne of Peter in the first place. So that's, a, I guess, a, a, a position that would occasion a non-health-related retirement for Benedict that he would not be friendly to, whereas the contemplative emeritus papacy is one that theoretically he was all along very amenable to, excited about. Neither of those two reasons, whether it's B or C, for Benedict's retirement were A, reason A, health. And even A, health, this is supposed to be covered by the tenure of the sitting pope anyway. 
This is why he's got a dicastery called the CDF and other dicasteries to help him run the curia in the church. So either way, it's never added up. There have been too many strange stories in every which direction to make some affirmative final judgment about why Benedict retired. And some people get really rooted into, oh, I know the real reason. I think you can say with certainty that it is one of these three reasons. Just categorically, you can say the reason for Benedict XVI's retirement is A, B, or C, health, Pope Emeritus, you know, contemplative papacy, second part of the papacy, or dare I say it, Sankt Gallen Mafia forcing him out. But you can't get to much more certitude than 33 or let's say 50% on any one of those theories by itself. But the news this week about Francis eliminating the emeritus status of the, the titular that Benedict currently holds, this changes things a bit. John Allen and Antonio Sochi say it means that we might see two living retired popes in September. That's what John Allen insinuates by calling it an August surprise. I don't know what to make of that. But at any rate, what we can definitively say is if Francis has a does this with a view to a September or any other timely retirement of his own, then he is not merely striking back at Benedict and the Benedict supporters that still view Pope Benedict XVI as the active pope, whatever this means. I, I don't know what to tell you. We live in such an odd clown world in 2021, parish orphans and retrogrades, that I don't even know how you're supposed to pour, parse through this. Aside from the fact that you can say, it, it, when you're sitting in my chair, to say, look, this is news. Not everyone's reporting on it, but this is legitimate news. The emeritus thing, whether or not he does it, whether or not he promulgates an apostolic constitution, perfecting it, and whether or not even the, the juicier tidbit a forthcoming resignation comes to pass. All you can say is, wow, wow. Stand with your mouth gaping at the prospect of having two retired living popes. What does it mean? What does it have to do with scandal? What does it have to veritably do with health? What does it veritably have to do with ideological commitments that Pope Francis holds that Pope Benedict XVI held. Strange, very, very strange. But I would stay tuned. John Allen doesn't tend to uh, cry wolf when nothing is there. Antonio Sochi does not tend to cry wolf when nothing is there. So stay tuned and remember what it means. If we see a conclave in September of 2021 or anytime, in the upcoming year or two. Pope Francis has emplaced more than half of the voting age cardinals, meaning if they're loyal to Francis, they're going to seek uh, Francis II, a stalking horse for this pope. So it's not necessarily great news for those of us who have been heralding the end of the Francis pontificate. And I have been leading the charge. I 
enthusiastically look forward to the end of this pontificate. No, 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 no punches pulled there, right? This has been, in my view, as a church history teacher, the worst or easily one of the worst popes in the history of Roman Catholicism, uh, not only by behavior, not only by harsh, uncharitable speech, not only by soft teaching, soft peddling, what otherwise looks like heterodoxy, but even just by the cruel manner and mannerisms with which he does this. Remember the word coprophilia, coprophagia? I wouldn't if the Pope hadn't taught me those words, calling, calling his opponents coprophiliacs, coprophagists. It's been a strange, strange time. And I just want to let you guys know that if this stuff comes to pass, I'm not saying I'm sure it will, don't expect much better from the coming conclave because of Francis's emplacement of cardinals. Church history needs to be studied, though. Go to timothyjgordon.com, click Enroll. Church history begins next week along with six other classes that we're running for homeschoolers. And they're going to be live taught. It'll be me teaching two of these classes like Latin and Aristotle. It'll be other teachers, very talented other young men who are friends of mine who will be teaching the other classes. And if you want to support this show, please see to Patreon, timothyjgordon.com. Also, the case for patriarchy is coming. Whether or not we have a, a, a papal patriarch named Francis or Benedict XVI or whoever else, I've just written a book on the lay patriarchy, and you can pick it up at Sophia Institute Press. Now it's on pre-order. Please go do that. God bless you guys. Keep your ears tuned. We'll see how this story develops. God save the Latin Mass. God save the church. Deus volt.